hi everybody this is chilisa thank you so much for coming back to my channel and if you're listening in the podcast thank you so much for being here um so i am here guys to tell you to speak about something a great breaking news that happened this week and what i mean great is because i've been following this story for so many years and most of you guys have also done the same when natalie holloway went missing in aruba i believe that was 2007 to um 2005 which by the way um i remember like I said, I used to watch this TV show called America Must Want It. And I remember just trying to understand that a young teenage girl, right, goes to her graduation trip overseas. And I'm sure the family um, was probably saving the anticipation of that trip. I'm sure it was so great. And then for something to turn out so bad like it did, I couldn't understand how that was even allowed. It's almost like the same thing with um, Amanda in um, in Italy. I forgot her last name for some reason just now. But the whole thing um, with Amanda in Italy, I was like, how something so great? Because I started abroad and I was it was like the best trip I ever got. So for something to to go back for somebody else, you can only imagine, because there's so many things that you have to prepare yourself when you go study abroad. The first major trip on your own, right? On that age, you know, you're like, what? You're like six, six, uh, 18, 19 or something. And then you go study abroad, you save your money. Like I remember working just to like have you know, buy clothing and things like that and searching about Italy when I was going to go there to do my fashion program for the summer and just, you know, going like online, trying to see the streets and trying to see the everything. Like getting so prepared, the anticipation is so insane. And then, you know, I had a great experience, by the way, and I know a lot of people have great experience when they go abroad on their, you know, during the college years or of just right out of high school. Um, you tend to do these big major trips abroad and your family is like the first time they see you leaving, right? And they trust that you're grown off enough to take on this big journey, right? Your big, one of the biggest journeys in life, you know, to be able to travel outside of the country. Even if you're going with classmates, like in the case Natalie Holloway did. Um, I remember my family dropping me off at the airport. I was going to Italy. Um, if I was nervous, they were like crying. It was so crazy. And I was like, it was like my college years. So I was already like already in college by two years by then, right? Um, even so it was too much for them to like let me go and like go into this big trip abroad and things like that. But I just wanna say when I heard about this story about Natalie Holloway, I couldn't imagine what a nightmare this family was going through. Um, like I said, you plan so much. The anticipation is so great. And for your daughter not to return, for like, you know, your son or daughter to just not return back to you, right? And the same thing is like um, the, the crazy thing that happened with Amanda in Italy. Uh, I'm trying to see. What is it? Amanda Nuts, right? In Italy. Like for her to go into this big trip, right? And to to experience such a, a complete U-turn, 
right? A tragic event. But the the thing with Amanda Nuts is that she's able to, you know, she she went to jail and all of that, and being experiencing so much without your family in a different country. But she was able to kind of like come back home, right? Natalie Holloway didn't get that opportunity. And this is why it is so tragic about this story about Natalie Holloway, right? It's just that to see her mom just fighting so much, to see her dad also, you know, and I remember seeing interviews with them and talking about Natalie. I cannot imagine what her mom and her family have gone through. And those specifically like, you know, in those beginning like days when they're like, oh yeah, she never came back. And like, what what are you talking about, right? Where is my daughter? I cannot imagine um what they went through. Okay. And then it's so tragic. And I gotta say, after hearing the news that uh, Jordan Banders will confess and to see Natalie's Holloway's mom smiling. I will never forget that because, like I said, I followed this case for so long. And it was the worry in her face. You couldn't, like, hide that. Every interview she gave, her kind of like, you know, you saw her her grief, I guess you can say, as much as she tried to hide it um, during interviews and talking about her and, like, going to Aruba and, like, searching for her. Like, you could see the worry and the endless, you know, like back and forth, you know, they, there's no answer yet. Like how, like I said, you know, with every case that I come here and talk to you guys about, somebody knows. It's like, they can lie all they want, but somebody knows. And the thing is like, it's just a matter of time. People think that they can hide away from the Lord. It's just a matter of time, but it's, you know, it's, it's just this time. And it's, God is gonna come knocking on your door, and like you can't hide that. You can lie to people all you want, but what you have done, I don't know how people sleep at night after you know they do so much evil to somebody else and think, God, oh yeah, nobody believed that it was me, so I'm good to go. God sees everything. You can never hide from God, and just because you can fool people into saying, oh no, it wasn't me, this and the other, at some point, you know. It's gonna that ball is gonna come rolling back to you because he knows it, you know it's you who did it right. So Jordan Bandersloo was immediately like the suspect. I know there were two other brothers um, that you know they had absolutely nothing to do with it and they were exonerated from all these suspicions and all of that. But you know it's usually the person who sees the victim the last. And everybody said, yeah, she was with Joran Vandersloop. There was a video footage from, the, I guess they were playing in the casino. She was there with him. Everybody knew that Joran Vandersloop was the last person who saw Natalie Holloway alive. And this kid, you know, this kid was living such a horrible life at that point, you know. And he thought that he could get away with everything. His his family, I guess, was influential, his dad. And he thought because, you know, money and power, like he could just take any, you know, any any young girl and be like, you know, you come into my country, I guess, you know, where I live to, and, you know, we're just going to do this thing. And you, I know you're going to go away, right? You got your return ticket um, purchased already. And it, it's like a pattern. 
right? Because one thing, when people have that evil mindset, if they don't ask for deliverance in the name of Jesus, they become um, repeat offenders, right? So what he did, I believe it was in Peru, right? Um, what he did in Peru, it shows you that this guy, if he did that to his girlfriend all the way in another country, years after Natalie Holloway were missing, how, that was like another proof that, of course, he did the same thing with Natalie Holloway. It's a pattern of behavior that this kid had. I guess, you know, I saw somebody talking about how they met him, um, but he was, you know, in that around that age when everything happened, like younger, obviously. And he was very, like, narcissistic, will explode. Uh, if anything didn't go his way, well, he will explode. You know, this kind of, like, egotistic person who thinks that he can get away with everything, right? He can do whatever he wanted, and he can get away with everything. But like I said, at some point, everything you do, you think you're going to throw the ball far away and be like, nobody's going to notice me. At some point, that ball is going to come rolling back to you, and it's going to come straight to you, right? And look at where we are, right? And he eventually confessed this past week. And like I said, you know, he tried to um, to steal money from the family and all of that. She paid him $25, uh, to, excuse me, $25,000, excuse me. She, you know... He just to get information about what happened to her to her daughter. I think Beth, um, her resilience. You know, I can Of course, she's the mom, right? How can she give up on her own daughter? You know, I'm sure for Beth, um, Natalie's Holloway mom. I'm sure it was hard for her to see her daughter, kind of like go. Like I told you, when I saw my family crying for me when I was coming, I'm laughing now because it's funny, but um. It tells you that sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to be fine. But still, that moment when it comes to, like, dropping your loved one at the airport on their first big major trip, um, you know, it's not a lot of people are ready for that, even though they get prepared for so long, right? So to see that, that she was waiting, you know, she probably counted the days for Natalie to return. and imagine having the news that she was that they couldn't find her that she was not going to come back that day with a group of her other classmates imagine having that news given to you as a mom that must have been heartbreaking so of course she's never going to give up on that until she finds an answer so it's memorizing to see her doing the press conference these past couple days and and she's smiling and she said we finally got the justice that natalie deserved right and it's so happy to kind of like uh, to see her kind of like release that into you know i did what i had to do like it was almost like to see her smiling she's you know it was so great to see that so going back to jordan Vanderslu, right this young kid um, confessed to everything that he did with Natalie. And this is going to sound so weird to a lot of people. And I'm sure um, I've been talking, you know, so crazy. I've been talking lately about accepting people as as they are in the, in the sense of, God forbid, somebody 
stay away stay away from the Lord because of your judgmental nature, right? Um, what I mean is that a lot of the times we tend to preach so much about hell and you know and sin and all of them, we forget that Jesus came so that we don't have to go through that, right? Through the the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, we have access to the Father and eternal salvation and forgiveness of our sins, right? Let us never forget that because the world is crazy right now. And there's a lot of people who are struggling right now who think they're not even worthy to walk into a church right now because of the things that they have done, the things that they're dealing with. And what I mean is a lot of us Christians, we are so judgmental and we judge people for what we see and we, we go into this level of I'm better than the other because I come to church every Sunday and that person doesn't, so I'm closer to God, right? And it's never by works, it's in the Bible. Okay, a lot of people think that, you know, they you know, they, they wanna check, you know, it's almost like that is so detestable in the eyes of the Lord. I'm not saying for you to stay away from holiness. I'm not saying that. But remember what Jesus said in the Bible. He says, some of you will come to me and say, we cast out demons. We did all of this. And he, Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. We think that we are, you know, ahead because of, you know, all of these things that we do for the Lord. And what I'm saying is people look at that and be like, I could never be like that person. Why Why even try, right? And God forbid that people who need the Lord, seeing you being so judgmental and thinking you're so you know ahead of everybody can keep them from coming to Christ, which is our duty to bring people to the Lord, right? And when Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. He's talking to Christ-believing people who believe in casting out demons and doing all these things for the Lord. So just remember that every time you think you're going to, you know, go to God and be like, you know, God, I went to church every time the door was open, right? I was serving. I tied, right? Because now people are condemning people because they, they don't tie. And they think the person who doesn't tie is the most horrible person in the world. And all of that stuff, I mean, you're condemning people that are fasting and praying in the eyes of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, and there you are condemning them, right? So remember that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the gospel of good news. So to see the testimony now, to finally see this case come to a full circle, meaning that Joram Van der Sloop basically said everything that happened that day with Natalie Holloway and to see to see the way the mom is receiving this and I'm like I have I was a little shocked and this is just my opinion to see her so happy because I know what she means. I'm so happy. Like I said, that that's memorizing to see her so happy to have an answer is and to know who what happened to her daughter is so you know it's happy to see her like that. It's very memorizing to see her smiling and saying we finally got justice and now we have somebody who's responsible for what happened to her daughter. 
but you have to, it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, the way the news was received by her family, it's almost like, wow. Um, confession, when you're dealing with something, right? Like, come to the Lord and just confess to the Lord, God, I cannot get, I can't get, a, I cannot do it on my own. I cannot get away from this sin that's eating me up, right? Like, being honest and confessing what you're dealing with and struggling is one of the most human things that you can do in your life, one of the best decisions that you can do for your own self. Come to the Lord in prayer if you're struggling with something, right? Being honest and clean about it. This guy, Jordan Vandersloot, thought that he could lie to everybody. And like I said, life catches up with you at some point. And what he did with the other girlfriend, um, I believe it was Peru, I'm not sure right now. Um, it tells you the, the type of demon that he was dealing with. And I don't understand how people think that they can get away with that. And you know why? You know, a lot of times, you know why that happens? Probably 99% of the time, it's the devil, just the devil taking hold of somebody's life. Everything that Joram Bandersloot did when he was that age is because it's the works of the devil in his life. And the reason that I'm also making this video is to, to let you guys know that no matter how deep you think you are in your sin, there's power in the name of Jesus. And now I was I have one of the biggest shots besides seeing um Natalie's Holloway's mom smiling like that, to to hear that God is amazing, to hear that Joram Bandersloop said that he's now a born again Christian and that he believes in Jesus Christ, it's just amazing to me. Like, that is just amazing. Praise be to God, glory to God in the highest. That's amazing. And he had to go through all those years until he came to the feet of the Lord to realize what he has done and to apologize to the family. And that's the thing that you always have to remember. You know, the Lord accepts, you You know, you come as you are, but you have to remember too that um, everything you do in life has a consequence, excuse me, and you have to pay. But God, for, you know, God forgives you and gives you the grace. But now he's paying the consequences of what he did to Natalie Holloway. And... What happened to Natalie Holloway is a horrible thing that happened. And when I saw the whole turnaround of this story, I thought about this verse that says, you know, when they brought a child to Jesus and they say, who sinned? Was it the mom, the family? Like what happened to this child that he was born like this? And he said, it's nobody, it's, none of that happened here. I'm going to see if I can get that verse for you. He said, none of that happened here. It's so that the works of the Lord can be manifested in him. Because I'm thinking, wait a second, Natalie Holloway had a horrible death. 
And it's been so many years, and now we have the person who was responsible confessing to what he did. But look at what he this story has become now. Now he's saying that he's a he's a believer in Jesus Christ. He's a born again Christian. He apologized to the family. That is amazing to me. And I'm not trying to take away what Natalie Holloway, you know, went through. And what the family went through, just thinking and going through so many years of not knowing what happened to their daughter. But what a great news this is that um, now, like, I'm trying, I lost my day. Now we know that Jordan Vandersloop is saying that he's now a born-again Christian. Glory be to God. Let me see if I can read to you guys um, briefly this article. 18 years after the 2005 disappearance of American teenager Natalie Holloway during a senior high school class trip to Aruba, Joran Bandersloop, the man long suspected to be her killer, where everybody knew it was him, has confessed to murdering her after she rejected his sexual advances on the beach in the former Former Dutch colony both say he's now a born-again Christian. Amazing. Bandersloot confession comes as a part of a plea deal connected to a federal extortion charges to which he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Um, you know, just, I remember watching years ago an interview about one of his friends that recorded him saying that he did it. And he got it on tape, and I think they were in a car or something. I was like, what happened? He's saying he did it. What happened with that confession recorded and everything? Um, let me just continue here. Though he denied killing Holloway in a 2006 interview with Chris Cuomo, claiming he left her on the beach. Bandersloot is playing in a partial transcript of a proffer me where he met with prosecutors on October 3rd, 2023. How he smashed her face with a cinder black, then dumped her body in the ocean after she refused to have sex with him on the beach. He said he said the night he killed Holloway on the beach, she really wanted to go back to the hotel. Of course. She's not from the area and everybody's gonna believe that this guy is gonna who knows. He knew that area like the palm of the hand. Like this kid was known everywhere in that place right um in that area and she just he's just gonna leave her on the beach and be like okay you don't want me okay stay there no he's gonna do you know he he knew he was never gonna leave her just like that unless he took her life obviously and that's what he did she asked to go back to the hotel but i was just trying to get dropped off a little further away from her hotel so we could go back to her hotel and I might still get a chance to be with her um he told the investigator he explained that he was able to convince her to spend time with him on the beach before she went back to the hotel we laid down together in the sand we started kissing and I get to kiss I get her to kiss me again we start kissing each other and start filling her up and she tells me no she tells me she doesn't want me and I he keep insisting, you know, I don't mean to go into all the details, but she, you know, she kicked him, uh, but he couldn't, like, he couldn't get 
couldn't get that she was saying no and then that's why he got upset and you know hit her face and eventually kill her and dump her body in the beach um I smashed her head with, with it completely. Her face was basically collapsing, even though it's dark and I can see her face collapse in his plane. How do you live with yourself like that, man? It had to, it took him to come to the feet of the Lord to kind of like say, confess, because that's what the Holy Spirit does to you. Um, it convicts you of everything that you're you're doing, you know, everything, everything that you have done. Have you, you know, when you God reminds you of something that you have done in the past, you're like, I'm going to ask for forgiveness right now, Lord. And it's like, it kind of like just comes out of nowhere. And I can remember that, that you did, you know. Um, so that's what he said. Let me see here. I'm trying to find, um, he did apologize and he says something along the lines that he gave himself to God and that he's now a Christian. I think that's why we have a confession now. That's, that explains a lot. That's why he's confessing because he's now has come to the feet of the Lord. Glory be to God. Um, that he's a changed man. He said, I really don't think that's, that's somebody else saying that they don't think that's true. Um, That his um, her brother uh, Matt said to the interview. I'm trying to see what else he said. I'm not the same kind of person today as I was then. I have given my heart to Jesus Christ. That's amazing, and you know what a turn of events in this case that we have been followed for so many years. To see this and to know what happened to Natalie. And like, how do you live for yourself? You see all the rescue efforts. You see all the the media was, you know, besides the family going crazy. You see, um, how do you live for your, Like, I can now understand his mindset um, when he was back then, right? Whatever age he was. But that tells you that's how the devil operates in somebody's life, that you just do evil things and you don't care. You don't care if there are a hundred reporters from all over the world covering the story that her mom is heartbroken, you know, that there they have people searching the area up and down. They have two brothers accused of perhaps being involved in for disappearance. You don't care because that's how the devil operates in somebody's life. And they think they're going to get away with it. And he, they make them think that, you know, that they're good to go. Like, who cares what people think, right? And then he's going to go 10 years after and go and meet somebody else and kill them too. And he's just going to live on with his life and nobody cares. He's never going to get caught. That is the devil operating somebody's life. So I am so thankful to see how this story turned out. We understand that Natalie Holloway had a terrible death. But then again, I was like, how did, how is that okay, Lord? Like I was just thinking, how is that okay, Lord? And then God reminded me of that verse in the Bible. Let me just see if I can say that at the end just now. Um, when he said, you know, why, who's singing the family? Let me just see if I can get it real quick, guys. 
that's fine. Let me see if I can get that real quick. Because I was like, now, you know, okay, now he, you know, he's a Christ believing person. And, you know, he's a Christ believing person. He, he accepted Jesus as his personal savior. Um, okay, now we know he did it. And now he's going to go in jail, in jail. He's going to pay for what he did. But, like, why did Natalie? And that's the grace of God. That's, that's how the grace of God works, right? There are things that, you know, we don't have an explanation for them. You know, why did that have to happen, right? Why did that have to happen? Why did she have to die like that? Why did this family have to suffer like that? And we're not, we're not God, right? There are things that happen in life that we don't understand. The Bible says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. You know, and then John um, chapter 9, verse 3 and 4 says, Jesus answered and said, Neither has this man seen nor his parents, but that the words of God should be manifesting him. Right? Because that's what they ask. You know, the disciples came and asked, How come, you know, this guy, this kid was born like that? I'm trying to get there. How come he was born like that? Right? Oops, I'm sorry, I'm getting. Uh, chapter 9, it's John chapter 9. Let me see if I can get that for you briefly. John chapter... Um, Jesus passed by his woman, which was blind from his birth, and his disciple asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, 